for Greeny today, and now we welcome to the studio Carmen and Yurko on ESPN 1000. What's up, guys? Morning, morning, kids. morning, morning. morning. How are we doing? Nice to have you guys hey, in. When's the uh, when's the tab due? When's the bill due for season tickets next year for the Chicago Bears? I know how excited you <laughs> yeah. are to make that payment, my friend. Oh, I don't. I, I, At so, least it's looking up for next year. You listen, know that with yeah, all the money two there years is to from spend, now, it could be. You paid for this year. You didn't know what you were going to get. You and I were a little bit more rosier than everybody else. It did not turn out that no, way. No, it didn't. And now you get what you get. They now proved you get us wrong. Uh, we Boys. get it. Yeah. Um, I, I'd say this because we have access to. Uh, I have access to season tickets. My dad has season tickets that mm-hmm. were my grandfather's right. passed through the, the family, and my my wife. The same thing has happened in her side of the family, oh. and she's the one that received the tickets from her dad. Uh, she was unable to move this Vikings game before oh. this weekend, and oh. uh, I would imagine that t- those tickets will not be moved now. That ship has sailed. Uh, right. Find somebody, <laughs> man. I don't know, Yurko. I don't know. People wanted to go to that Bills game. And if people wanted to go to that Bills game, they'll go to this game. Bills fans. Yeah, but that was the Bills, and there was still, like... And the Vikings are playing the playoffs. Vikings have really nothing to play for. So the Vikings fans are saving their money. They've probably already made a deposit for their tickets for the playoffs. You also know, if you're a diehard Vikings fan and you live in Chicago, you know that they will come back here. Yeah, at some point. Okay, like there's yeah. no guarantee the that come Buffalo, once every four years. Right? Yeah, there's know? no guarantee that well, Buffalo no, once every eight right? years. Yeah, yeah. So, well, you, there's no guarantee. Well, that's that not true. Come I mean, back. No, yeah, it's, you're going to play them every four years, but you can play yeah. them on the road two years. But they turn the road. Don't, 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 don't they mix always. that up? Is no, that not right? No, 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 no. Because the, the reason Bears I played Dallas seven times in a row. Okay. Yeah. Who uh, on the road? Wasn't there an opponent this year from the AFC that's been here multiple times in a row? I don't know. If I feel like I've seen. No, but now you get like the one rogue game. Yeah, there's yeah, now yeah. it's weird because you, 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 you have the Houston. Houston was the rogue game I know this year. Yes. I know it's yes. not AFC, yeah. but in the NFC, doesn't it feel like San Francisco is always yeah. coming yes. here? Yeah. Now, that depends where that you depends finish on, in the thing. Yeah, right. Like that could depend on divisional positioning. Yeah. yeah. Because it's in the conference. It's sometimes a little goofy, but... Yeah, the Vikings are coming next year. You're right. It's like, why why bother? Yeah, so I get what you're saying, Yurko. It's... um it, it, here, here's the the rub of it. Right, the line is out to eight. By the way, like an hour and a half ago, you guys, yeah, it, was it was five six. and a half. Yeah, it was about five and a half. I, che- I think the last time I checked was right around ten thirty. Now, ninety minutes later, now that it is official, the uh, and this line opened with the Vikings only laying about one. Yeah, because they didn't have anything to play for. It is now Vikings minus eight. When they're this bad, you don't have any friends. No one wants to go. <laughs> no. You yeah. can't convince right. anyone to join you for eight hours on the lakefront. You got, no. All summer, you got kids, you know, your buddy's hitting you. Oh, boy, I now, tell you, that, that early game really looks nice in September. What if, do you think? If there's playoff possibilities, then you have so many friends, you yes. don't know how to tell everybody yeah, right. no. Yeah. yeah, Because you have yeah. so many people who want to participate, who want to be there. And that's like, that's what sucks about having a team that that's constantly bad is that mm-hmm. the, the few years that they are relevant and everybody they're good, comes out of the wood and, and it's so much fun and it's worth it and yep. it's enjoyable and the tailgate's great and people you know we we've had people just come to the tailgate and be like all right i'm gonna yeah. walk to crolls in the south loop i'm gonna watch. watch the game there yep um but yeah when when justin fields is not going to play and that's the news from matt eberflus about 25 minutes ago at Hallis Hall. He's not going to play on Sunday. So we were discussing earlier in the show whether or not he should or shouldn't. And my whole philosophy was if the team was still trying, he he should. I think it's valuable experience. But from what we saw in the Lions game, 
They didn't try in the second half. That team gave up, and at that point, get the quarterback out of there. Yeah, they should have gotten him out of there in the fourth quarter, to be honest. Uh, and they said that they were having those discussions on the sideline, and they figured, uh, you know, sort of the, the, the live, I hate to use that term, we shouldn't use it anymore, um, but just the, the live action was, was sure. better for him. Okay, fine, but like, it would have made no sense to spend this week knowing what you potentially have at stake here and, and how beat up he really is i don't think they're faking injury here guys you could see it in his face he's beat half to hell it's been a long season their o-line stinks they're playing backups to backups across the board i mean it, it doesn't make any sense sell, to, to, sell to, the game man i love it uh, that game backups <laughs> to backups sell yeah. to me nooner i can't wait I'm I'm you, know, you guys learn three watch. names every hey, week every Guess week <laughs> every week and who gets to be here post game you do. You're right. going yeah. to strong here. Peggy. Peggy and strong. I, That's the best post-game show in, in the city. I think Kendra will be here. I think Charlie yeah. could be here. I don't know who's going to be here, but they could be here. It's I, a great I, show every week. I, I don't know that the Bears game will make the TV this weekend at home. I think, yeah. will you guys I, I don't think it'll be Will on. you pre-tape the show? <laughs> on I mean, theoretically, theoretically we could. You could just say, well, you're talking about the you future, could say, right? hey, but Bears, Bears and Vikings today, let's recap the season. Two astute media Yes. Get some letter grades yeah. out there. What Peggy and I are going to do is we're going to download the uh, the mock drafts. Sure, there you go. And yeah. uh, strengths uh, at each individual position. We're going to prioritize which places we think. I, you said wide receiver. I heard it earlier today yeah. when I was yep. driving in. It's my number one. Number one position you want to address wide receiver. Do you want to do it in free agency or to draft? It's up to you. I, I was. Or I was thinking. It's not up to me. I think. I think you have to do it in the draft. I don't think it's in free agency there is no one available either. who's worthy of being a number one wide receiver i don't think so I nelson aguilar Chris. isn't moving the meter nope. no it's not for I'm me with you. can no. i pitch a segment idea for uh sunday's post game oh, show you, you can pitch whatever you <laughs> okay. want are you kidding me <laughs> here, here's the, uh, here's the <laughs> idea any idea is a good one right now <laughs> i think this is an old uh black and abdal idea supermarket sweep <laughs> yurko in the big uh, hooded sweatshirt he, he's running through the aisles tossing hams into the, the shopping <laughs> I, cart i remember it you got to build a, the yeah. cardboard pizzas you build the walls so, up. so we need the music Solidify it with the hams the, the intro music from the show and yurko's gonna go shopping with all the money that the bears yeah. have available right. in the off season i like it i would like to hear you put that in the background put Put together a roster based on what's available in free agency. I like it. I think what Carmen and I is, are, are going to do here, we got a big grease board in front of me. I'm going to put the depth chart up, um, you know, with height, weight, that, and uh, both offense and defense, and then put what cap available numbers we have. Sure. And then we're going to project all the positions out in free agency and in the draft. And then we're going to pluck and choose. We're going to create the team. We I will like create that. the team. That's go. good. Over the course of time. But you do it on a big magnet board. Yeah. Low magnets. Where are we getting this magnet board? What Did we, you order it? Well, I mean, it's already on the way. 12-footer. We tried to get a magnet board for Football Fridays a couple years ago. Remember, remember so you took a diagram place. I remember that. They, we showed up with the little 12-by-12 board. Wait a minute. Coach's clipboard. Yeah, I was like, wait, 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 we need a board. What happened here? So that everybody can see. Yeah, it has a It has a hockey rink. I'm like, this is not her Brooks' clipboard. I've been in the draft rooms. You know, like we're in the off-season program. I ended up walking. talking. Yeah, they they wanted my opinion one time on a player that played for San Diego Chargers out of Oklahoma State. Came out in about 1997. 98. Um, they just asked me what I thought about him. He's coming out in the supplemental draft. Sure. Should they make a move on him or not? So I took a look at him. He's a damn good player. And he was. And he played for an extended period of time. Jamal Williams, something Williams. 
played well, for San Diego right in the middle. He was defensive tackle. Defensive tackle? Yeah, yeah one I think I remember three Jamal Williams. With yeah. a hell of a player. Hell of a player out of Oklahoma State. I remember it all. I looked at him. I said, he's pretty solid. I said, he uses his hands well, plays low, low at leverage. He's a wide body, you know, one of these naturally wide guys mm-hmm. yeah. that's got a lower center of gravity and a roll center than anybody else would have. I went, yeah. And, and I mean, he had the height. He was like 6'2 and change. Played yeah. 164 games. That's the guy. Yeah. Yes. You, and that's who you handpicked? That's who, no, that's who you I scouted? looked at. They wanted me to get mm-hmm. my thoughts on him, and I looked at a couple of games. Second round of the supplemental just, draft yeah. in 98. Oh, what good did I tell you? Though. I mean, the good kid said, I'm telling you, I've been in those rooms. Yeah. I know what those rooms look like. Yeah. I know what the what's how the priority. How did it smell? Yeah, how did it smell? Yeah, oh. like draft. No, like like like, like wheels draft. grinding. You know, <laughs> victory. Like the brains, the brains working overtime, and you could smell the diesel. Like you know, in the I room. love the NFL yeah. draft. That's I'm the best. You. If you so could nice. do it, and I don't want to do it because it's a high pressure, but if you can get in there, you know, eventually, and say, hey, I'd love to be able to work. I won't break anything. Know this, know that. Yeah. But I want to be there from the morning. To the, to the evening. To watch the right. whole process. Watch it, watch it happen. Cool. I know it's a two, three-day affair now. Yeah. She theoretically would have to make that commitment. But just to listen to the rhetoric and the talk and how they're going after they try to do it on, 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 on what's that thing called, hard knocks? Mm. Yes. But now that everybody's got editorial control, you don't get to really hear anything anymore. Right. Right? Mm. But if you're there in the room and you're hearing it all firsthand... That's, I mean, that's the place It would be to pretty be. awesome to if see If somebody that. could pull that off and say, hey, I want to be there, but you got to give up your phone. Yeah, right, right, you right. Tweet, yep. You can't do nothing, and you're just in there with the grind. That's the grind. You want to feel it. You want to see it. You want to, but, you know, then you know. Now you've experienced it, man. <laughs> and what are the decisions <laughs> happening? Why did we go with one and we eliminate the other three guys? Why? Or <laughs> if we could get that guy so we don't need to take this guy, now we're going to take another position. Those are the decisions that you know take sure. place. They're yeah, great. Yeah. They're great. I love that. That behind the scenes type of thing. Or some great, great guy like Shannon Sharp wasn't even on the board because the right. tight end wasn't a need you know position yeah. of need. That's why he slips all the way down to the seventh, eighth round and becomes <laughs> yeah. a stud. If all Ryan, types of great stuff. If Ryan Poles is any good at his job at all. At all. Like in twenty twenty four Black tickets should be valuable. Yeah. I mean oh, like, I think oh yeah. I, I mean think, by accident he could get I, there too, you well, know? Yeah, well, no, I, think next year, I guess. But next year they're not going to win anything. But next year they should be competitive. I agree. If they're and like the Jaguars ne- yeah, this right. year, yeah, you'll be or, happy. Or Detroit. Yeah. Or Detroit. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. sniffer on the playoffs. Yeah, hey, maybe, maybe be in the hunt. Be in the week hunt. Seventeen, eighteen, you miss out. You're seven and nine. You're you're in that range. I take but, it right. You pull the Washington. People, people would want to go right. to that. Yeah, you pull the Washington. Or the what, do you mean, what do you mean? I'm eliminated. Pull the Washington. <laughs> what? I mean, what did what, I love? I be what? Ron Rivera. I, be what? Yeah. I, I, I have so much love for Ron Rivera, and we know Ron personally a little yeah. bit. I mean, I Good really guy. like Ron Rivera. What was he thinking? Going to car, honestly, and like maybe you squeezed every. What's the expression? You uh, squeeze every drop of water out of the stone. Is that yeah, an expression, yeah. or am I making that up? You're making it up. I, I don't it's know. Good. It sounds good. Like, like, it. It. It sounds yeah. good. We'll go with yeah. it. Like, no, yeah. Winning, winning squ- with Washington in that squad was like getting water well, well, out of the stone. Like specifically Heineke. Like yeah. maybe they squeezed every little last ounce out of Heineke. Like it's a fun story, but he's Taylor Heineke. He's not that good. But Carson Wentz. What were you thinking? I mean, with, the, with like your season Indy, right? on the line. We saw what happened in Indy, right? He was terrible last week. We did. Yeah. And he was terrible last weekend. Terrible. Terrible. Like, you had to know that that was coming. And now, 
they're, he didn't even know they were eliminated, and they're eliminated. And he's like, yeah, you're right. Carson Wentz stinks. And he, Carson Wentz isn't even going to be active this weekend for them. Like, they're playing what? Sam Howell. What were they thinking? The, the way that kind of played out reminds me of Russell Westbrook in the NBA. Like, by the time that he was sent to the Lakers, everyone's like, that doesn't work anymore. Yeah. His style doesn't uh-huh. work. It's just not, that's not going to lead to you actually winning games. And don't you wonder what these coaches are thinking sometimes? Like, right. Ron, you had to know that that was going to be the result. You yeah. had to know that. <laughs> I don't, it, it blows my mind. It really does. I don't know. So we were, we were discussing something earlier, too. When it comes to Matt Eberflus. Uh, have we been critical enough on the job that he's done this season? I know we talked yesterday I, I a little bit that. about the defense. I and, heard that. And, and we were discussing here with you guys about that say, yesterday. Uh, yeah, the, the, this all falls upon Ryan Poles and what Ryan Poles expected out of this season. So Ryan Poles hires Eberflus, and whether Eberflus likes it or not, he's got to then deal with what's happening. Was the defense better when they had Quinn and when they had uh, they had the, the, the linebacker? Roquan, yeah. Roquan Smith. Yeah, forget him. Once they're not a bear, I forget <laughs> about him. They were better. They were better. They were. They were much more competitive, competitive earlier in the year when that defense had a couple of studs that you can count on, that you can look at and say, okay, no matter what, I just look at these two guys. Right. Right. When you decide to trade them away, what happens, okay, we could still do it. But slowly but surely, you chip away at that. And you chip away at that. And then you chip away at that to the point where now uh, they're just a bunch of different dudes playing defense. Your front seven is just a bunch of dudes. That's all it is. Your talent is on the back end. And the back end talent is running for days because you can't put pressure on the quarterback. So once Ryan Poles makes the commitment to do what he's doing, and he's tanking, which is clearly what he wanted to do, and clearly what happened. You traded everything away, off-season this, you had the dead cap money, you weren't going to be able to utilize it, you knew that. So his best-case scenario is us, oh, let's be competitive and see what happens, 3-4, and four, then you end up finishing what you're going to finish here, 3-14. and 14. Now, I didn't like it, I hated it. It sucked. Every single Sunday in the last nine weeks, nine, it's stunk. Nine straight it's weeks. Stunk. Yeah, it's stunk. It's bad. But as a general manager looking to rebuild the team, and that's what he's been doing since the moment he got here, yeah. this is his perfect scenario. The coach is a victim and or, you know, he aided and abetted because that's what your general manager wanted to do. He had a direction. He had a plan. The coach is in here, and whether you like it or not, we're going to stink for a year. He goes, then we go about in the offseason to building this thing back up with all the cap money we got. So... I don't blame Justin Fields. Right. I don't blame the lack of talent on this roster. I don't blame I don't blame Luke Getze because he's got to create a game plan to keep us competitive, even though Justin Fields didn't run when he was in college. What do I have? I got a guy that can run. That's what I've got to utilize to make this team successful right now. Or successful, at least competitive. Competitive. I don't blame Luke Getze. I don't blame Eberflus. You come into this year, and now it's okay, deep breath. Let's go on the attack, but you can't make mistakes. You can't bring in By- Byron Pringle. Oof. You can't. You, you gambled on Enkeel Harry. Uh, well, and you're gambling on Chase Claypool. Too. Leatherwood. Yeah. Leatherwood. Leatherwood you know, hasn't I'm, I'm, played. I'm giving you all the guys that aren't going to be here. Yeah. And Kyle Harry, whatever his name is. Kiel. Yeah. Terrible. Terrible. <laughs> Poor Nikhil. Can't even stay healthy. I loved him in college. I don't know if Tevin yeah, Jenkins. He was I, good. I loved him. Okay, I got to find out what's with Tevin Jenkins. Uh, well, I he's just, hurt right now, I get too, it. and it's a well, neck, which is... I get it. I get it. Scary. I get it. Yeah, but I, I, I think I... I'm, no, no, I'm, I, I guessing, just got to know. I, I, know. Well, what, I know what he's saying. If I had to guess what annoyed you, Yurko, is that he was injured, he then is available to play, 
and what he played one play, yeah. and then he seems to be injured with the same thing that he was out with. I, 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 would, I think there I are guess questions. For someone yeah. who participated in the National Football League, yeah. there's an element of, like, suck it up. You right? can't play with an injury. If you're injured, you can't play. I get right. it. If you're uncomfortable, you better be able to play when you're uncomfortable. Right. right. That's it. But there, I mean, there's yeah, nobody, uh, nobody's it's, at 100% uh, no more, Carm. No, I understand that. Nobody's but, at 100%. There's yeah, guys I out can there sense playing the old player, player yeah. coming out. I can sense that. That's what was... And if I can't depend on him to be there for 16 weeks... You know, I give I know. Him, you know when he gets off the bye week? I'm going to give him the bye week off. Okay? Yeah, he's and a little bit it. of an enigma. I get it. I the neck muscles, boom. Yeah. It's what ended Spielman's career. Yes. You know what Spielman was doing the five days before he went out with that I final neck? I only imagine. Ramming his head into the middle of piles. Yeah. Okay? Bringing people down in training camp because it was important. He told them. He goes, I can't take days off. It's important for me to be in training camp. And when the final bugaboo happened and he felt this sure. going down the arms and the legs, that's when Cleveland came to him and said, okay, we're not going to let you play. Yeah. Okay. And they said, we're going to pay you throughout the whole thing, blah, blah, blah. You can be an ambassador for the Cleveland Browns. And that's how it ended up working for him. I'm not saying Tevin Jenkins got to go to that length. Spielman was at the end of his career. He could see the sands running through the hourglass. Tevin Jenkins, if he's got a legitimate injury, there's no complaints here. But you're not ruled healthy, then you play one play, then all of a sudden you're gone. Yeah, because I, you're I, uncomfortable. Yeah, it was it was the one play. Yeah, I, yeah. I could see it in your eye, Yurko. The one play out there when, when already the offensive so, line was up against it. Okay, and I can't Sunday. I can't listen, if I can't trust you to be in there, then it's okay. I mean, go go be a burden for somebody else. Don't be my burden. Go be a burden for somebody else. Maybe he showed enough to the Bears in the NFL with somebody to look at him and say, Well, He's a pretty damn good player. I think he can play. When he's yeah. healthy. Yeah. Or when he's motivated. When he's healthy or motivated, he looks like a pretty darn good player. Yeah. But, well, I mean, I can't be responsible for trying to motivate this guy if he's got an automatic shutdown switch. I hear you. And if he's got an automatic shutdown switch, I've got to avoid him at all costs. And as we talked about yesterday, Miami's got a decision on Tua. Of course. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Yeah, they absolutely a do. A big decision on Tua. And I've I've seen some of the conversation like on SportsCenter and other talking head shows about Tua's uh, long-term situation. I think he's the type of player that wants to play. Yeah. You know, cuz like I some so some too, are yeah. suggesting like could he retire? Could he say that's that's enough for I think Tua's the type of player that wants to play football. The problem is he might be one more concussion away from nobody ever letting him. Yeah, right. He that, might that, be that, that's yeah. a different situation, yeah. but I don't right. I don't think Tua Tungavailoa is the type of guy just from watching him right. through college and coming up as a prospect and now in the NFL, I think he, he wants to be out there. He won't his, be the one that retires. It'll be yeah. someone a team is, a, a, the league's uh, teams are just going to say, "Look, well, you can't, we can't, you can't do it." I mean, yeah. it's that that sadly might be what happens for Porto at some point. I don't know. All right, guys, we got well, lots uh, to talk about. Some good, good work, uh, boys. Football conversation. Yeah, Courtney's, Courtney's we'll coming up in like 10, 12 minutes. Good. We'll play Eberflus. Um, I know you guys already talked about it, but they made uh, they made the decision official today, and so we'll talk about the ramifications. Nets in town. I know you guys had Fredell in. We caught up with Nick for a little bit. Well, he's just walking by the studio. Yeah. He's licking the, the glass. Animal. Of yeah. He, yeah. he yeah. just stumbles in here. Yeah. So. 
Thankfully, we had some Bears news, and we had to move them along. (laughs) (laughs) I said to him, I go, it's what we do. We we have to go to Bears, Nick. Time for the Bears, Nick. But we will maybe uh, touch on Bulls and Nets. And the Nets Nets haven't lost since December 4th. I mean, it's incredible. They haven't lost in a month. I think they've lost one since Thanksgiving. Yeah. The Nets, pretty amazing. And you guys Um, know the news with Abdallah and Whitney? Yes, congrats. Adam. What do Wait, we have? And Rylan, Rylan Abdallah. 10.14 oh, nice. a.m. Love it. 10.14 a.m. Uh, Six pounds, zero ounces. Six pounds, right zero ounces? Right on the nose. Yeah. What kind of length we got there? Yeah, uh, he didn't did give a, a length, no length and uh, no uh, shooting chart. Yeah, uh, six pounds. We don't know if she's good from three, the six corner. Pounder, I'm guessing <laughs> yeah, 19, span what's on the there? 40? Yeah. 19 yeah, and a quarter inches. 19 and a half. Yeah, 19 and a half, 19 and a quarter. But I believe on this day... In 2007 was the day Nick Saban took over at Alabama. No. Is that right? Look it up. Oh, my God. That's got to be incredible for Adam. I mean, Nick Saban... Is that right, Nick? That's Saban, why they did it. That's why they did Alabama. it. <laughs> That's why <laughs> today. I told the doc, let's take it. Let's harvest it Jan early. Third. When was his press conference? Maybe the press conference. The introductory was today. press Maybe. conference, I believe, was the fourth. January Maybe that 4th. could that could be because it looks like the higher date was the third. That's and then amazing. Introduced the fourth, probably. Yeah, yeah. I believe That's it was the fourth. He happened. was introduced as Alabama head coach. Oh, I love it. Wow, good for so. him. Awesome. So congrats to the Abdallah. We'll be listening to Carmen and Yurko. They're up next right here on ESPN 1000. Zoning out on that Zoom meeting? Zoom, 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 Zoom. Find out what Carmen and Yurko were talking about. Tell your smart speaker to play ESPN 1000. Justin was day-to-day with a separated shoulder earlier in the year. Is this, why is this injury much more, that much more serious that he's out now? Yeah, it's just what the doctor said. That's what the doctor said it was. They said he strained his, his groin, and, and he's not going to be able to go full speed by, by Sunday. So this is where it is. Is it groin or hip or both? It's a, it's a, I'm sorry, it's hip. My bad. My bad. That's the other uh, Matt Eberflus soundbite from today that's got people wondering. I, again, I don't think they're BSing. I think Justin Fields is legitimately hurt. I think it was, as Yurko said, I think you could see it. On Sunday, and it's a little easier to kind of grind through it when you're warm. Um, I don't think they're making up a story that like, oh, yeah, he came in and he was hurt and we sent him for an MRI and there's a strain. Maybe they are. I don't know. I don't care. (laughs) Quite frankly, they lie to us all the time. I'm happy he's not playing. So uh, let's see. Are they lying or not? It's like the scene in True Romance with Dennis Hopper. And Christopher Walken, you know, and he goes on his whole spiel. He says, now, am I lying? You know, right before Christopher Walken shoots him in the back of the head. Lovely scene. Lovely movie. Yeah. <laughs> if you can stand the violence. Well, I mean, um, <laughs> things are violent. Die Hard was violent, Carl. Yes, it was. Now, am I lying? Uh, so let's find out from Courtney Cronin. She joins us every Wednesday to talk Bears. And uh, she's with us right now from Hallis. Courtney, thanks as always. Follow her on Twitter at Courtney R. Cronin. And Happy New Year. Uh, what do you think? Did he get caught in some sort of a line? Did he get confused? Or is it just the end of a long season and they can't wait for it to be over? Is Justin Fields legitimately hurt? What do you think? No, I think there was a window that was left open to make this call. Because remember, let's, like, let's do a chronological thing. So on Sunday, Eberflus talks before Fields and he says that if he's healthy, he's going to play, that it was a conversation that was going to come down to both himself and Ryan Poles meeting with, you know, the coaching staff, everything this week, that was what was going to happen. And then Fields comes out afterwards in Detroit. And the first question 
I asked him was, you know, the play that he went down. Remember, we saw him go in the medical tent in the first half, mm-hmm. and he was then, you know, even before that, you saw trainers using the gun on his hip area, and he said that he did get injured on a rollout play. He got tackled weird, and his hip got twisted up. He felt fine afterwards. He got stretched out, worked on a little bit, but you knew at that point he was battling through a hip injury, which was kind of the questionable part of, well, why do they have him in the game down four scores mm-hmm. if they're if he's battling a hip injury? So, you know, Monday, I think that was kind of where the, the hedging started. Um, you know, the Bears wanted to give themselves this window where they don't have to lock into what Matt Eberflus said Sunday coming off the game. And, you know, that's the tone took a different direction on Monday because Eberflus said that they were going to do what's in the best interest of the Bears and the health and that Justin was going to be up for, you know, kind of up for debate, him being part of that conversation. So that, to me, kind of told you, if there's a window for them to not have to play him, they're going to look into that. And, you know, what's best for the Chicago Bears is to lose this game because they get the number one overall pick if Houston ends up beating Indianapolis and Indy's playing Sam Ellinger um, at quarterback. So, I mean, there's a lot at play here that goes beyond just the health factor. And I also think it's a smart thing, too. I mean, there's nothing that Justin Fields gains from this game. Nothing. There was nothing he gained from being in that game last week either, which, you know, I know that coaching staff is going to say something different than the player or different than the, what, what, what logic would point to. You don't gain anything by being in a game down four scores and, you know, trying to, trying to operate a two-minute offense that's hamstrung by, you know, a bunch of backup players and a lot of injuries. So I, I, they're not lying about it. He clearly does have an injury. They just found a nice window to make it look like, hey, we're not going back on what we said. He does have a, a hip injury, and you know he told us as much Sunday after the game. Well, Yurko said the groin's connected to the hip anyway. Hey, that's right. Exactly. It's, I mean, to the it's, groin. Like, it's all one thing. Yeah. So I know that I know Ebert was like initially or initially said hip. He said groin. He was asked to clarify it there, which you heard in the soundbite coming back in. It's it's all the same area, but we well you saw it on TV. If you were watching it on TV, and I was watching it at the game, you know they were operating or not operating. They were working on his on the it's on the right side of his body because he was sitting on the bench, and one of their trainers was using that Theragun yep. to try to loosen that area up. And I just I tweeted the quote. If you want to see what Fields said about it, you can go to my Twitter handle and look at it because he did say that he got twisted up, and we know that he went to the medical tent for a brief visit. He played through it, but it's not smart to play through it now when there's nothing to be gained in terms of the short term from this game. And the fact of the matter is it gives him a better shot if Fields isn't playing to to lose this game and to get the number one overall pick, which is still in play. What's Tevin Jenkins' deal? (laughs) Yeah, it's a good question because I know he went out. So we find out, like, before that that was – what happened during the Eagles game when he got hurt with his neck, that was a stinger. And um, Tevin talked about it last week, but I think it might have been something more because you don't just like get another stinger the following week when you go back into play. And he you know, was ruled out almost immediately when he leaves the game in Detroit with a neck injury. So at this point, I doubt we see him play this week because it's – you know, to have not one but two neck injuries and then, to, you know, whether they're, whether they're, they're the same thing or not, and then to put that player back out there for risk of re-injury, it just doesn't feel like the smartest uh, situation. We haven't seen anybody get put on IR at this point. It doesn't matter because there's one week left of the season. But they're doing a walkthrough today, which Matt Eberflus did clarify. It wasn't, you know, but yesterday it comes out, and, you know, there were a lot of teams yesterday that canceled their media availability um, due to the DeMar Hamlin situation. And when the Bears put that out, you, ha- you question, okay, well, is this 
is this based off of something like that, or is it you know injury related with the team? And they're they are considerably banged up, so they're doing a walkthrough today. They'll practice tomorrow, but you know with, with Tevin Jenkins, I, I don't anticipate seeing him out there, even if he is practicing in limited capacity. I just don't think that they want to risk that. You know, twenty to twenty-five uh, new players, uh, you know, would, are going to be on this team next year, Courtney. Uh, probably almost half the team, but for the guys that we do know will be back the core players that you think are, are important to the future uh, is, is, I don't know if morale's the right term, but I, maybe it is. Like, is morale still okay? I mean, a game like last week, I, I could see where it could take a little bit of a toll um, on players, mm-hmm. even though it's been a long trying season and they maybe know they're not that good. They don't, they don't like getting embarrassed like that. So in terms of like just morale or, or what the vibe inside that locker room is like, um, going into this final week, can you kind of paint the picture for us a little bit? Yeah, I think it'll be easier to tell, you know, we'll get locker room access tomorrow, but just in talking to guys at the podium the last couple of days, we'll, we'll hear from some more players coming up. Like, you know, this week is tough because of what happened on Monday Night Football. Mm-hmm. Like it or not, guys are shaken up by that. Sure. And, you know, that, that wears on you on top of the fact that you have a losing season. And, you know, for some players that – you know, might not be here on this team next year. you got to wonder, like, what are you doing it for? Um, and, I, and I do think that it is fair to question what happened during Sunday's game as maybe guys not putting 100% effort in. And, and can, at times, it's like you have to look at this like a rational human being. Can you blame them? Like, it's a three-win team at this point. And there were – I just think that there's certain plays where you can really look to this is not – they're not getting the coaching. But they know what they were supposed to do on that 17-yard toss play where DeAndre Swift scored in the second quarter. They just didn't make a tackle. And at some point, those excuses aren't valid. And I know Matt Eberflus has the loaf system. They give out grades for everybody every single week, and they go through that. But as far as you know, the dejection, I definitely felt that. When we were in the locker room on Sunday, You know, guys weren't happy with the way that things played out, and and rightfully so, because to get embarrassed and outclassed by a division opponent on the road, like that's just not a situation that anybody wants to find themselves in, especially a team that has two games left before they can, you know, mercifully wrap up the season. Painful to see it, too, against an, a defense that has struggled as much as the Lions' defense has struggled. You know, that's, uh, that's no, they the were part the worst, of it. They were the worst yeah. passing defense yeah. in the NFL. Yeah, And, you know, your first drive was successful, too. You went down and you scored. And uh, I was like, okay, yeah, you'll score some points against the Lions. And then to, to really do bubkis the rest of the game. Uh, this wide receiver room, man, I mean, Courtney, it needs a overhaul badly. Uh, and I know Mooney, I think, I, I think everybody agrees that Darnell Mooney's a nice player, but uh, probably not a true number one. The Claypool thing, I, fingers crossed, I guess, is all we can do at this point. I know there's talent there. We're talking about a guy who had double-digit touchdowns as a rookie, um, but wore out his welcome in Pittsburgh and just never fired between injury and not picking up the playbook. What else can you do except hope that a full offseason in the Bears program is going to be exactly what he needs? Yeah, I mean, the time is the important thing, like, with him. and But eventually, the excuses wear out. Yeah. Um, and, you know, if P- Pittsburgh doesn't really get things wrong. Like, they have a very, like, and it's just, this is beyond Mike Tomlin, you know, potentially on the cusp of never having a, a losing season and, and doing it again this year. Their scouting department, like, go take a look at, like, what they've built there with Omar Khan guiding the way. Those scouts don't leave. Like, they yeah. have a very good evaluation team there putting that group together in Pittsburgh it's why they've been able to sustain mm. such success so when when they're willing to part with a player like that 
I think it does speak to some things that they know that they see on a daily basis that they're don't, that they don't want as part of what they have going forward. Now, that's not to say that Chase Claypool doesn't deserve a second chance and won't get a true second chance here in Chicago, but he's got to put the work in on it too. And you saw that frustration boil over on Sunday. And I think from the way that Justin Fields handled that in game, the way he talked about it after the game, and the way that Matt Eberflus kind of gave him some props, that was a really good leadership moment mm. from your quarterback. And that's the thing with Fields. We've never questioned his leadership. It hasn't been like a Zach Wilson situation or, you know, knowing if it's, you know, like Trey Lance, has that ever actually been his team in San Francisco? I mean, Justin Fields is the unquestioned leader of this group. And I think the way that he handled and talked about being – like, it's not just a matter of, like, mitigating the situation with what happened on the sideline and Chase Claypool is really upset. Fields talked about like the, the action plan there of like what's next. We're going to be working together in the offseason. He's taking some of that responsibility on himself to make sure that his wide receiver, you know, somebody he anticipates being a big part of the game plan, has the best opportunity to, to succeed. But what this team needs to do, like if you mentioned Mooney, we talked about Claypool, Bayless Jones is a third-round pick. They're not parting ways with mm. him. Can you name me any other receivers no. that you are dead set on or a lock on this team? Nope. They need to bring in two to three guys at minimum, guys who actually have like real experience yeah. um, to be able to create competition in this room. Like, And I know that the free agent class in 23 isn't great, but you're going to end up having to probably overpay in areas just to improve because – all, all of the, all of the really big name receivers. Unless you want to pull off a trade, all of those guys got signed to extensions last year. So you are going to be looking at the Juju Smith-Schuster's, the Alan Lazards, those sorts of receivers to to bolster that group around Justin Fields because he needs it. They all need it. Amen, uh, Courtney. Thanks, and we'll uh, catch up again next week after exit interviews and all that fun stuff. Okay. Sounds great. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Thanks, Thanks Happy Courtney. New Year. There's Courtney Cronin at Courtney R. Cronin on Twitter. It's Carmen and York. We'll be right back. You're listening to Carmen and Yurko. If you miss something, get the podcast on the ESPN Chicago app. This is Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago. After one o'clock, York, let's spend some time talking about the fields of season. Now that it is over, as the Bears officially announced, uh, they're going to shut him down. He will not play week 18. Get ready for Nathan Peterman. Well, you know, week 18, uh, It'll be a tough week, York. Now, there's some ex- there are some exciting things. Like, believe it or not, the Eagles. You believe my Eagles division bet is coming down to Week 18? I know. I don't count my money while I'm sitting at the table. Uh, don't, but, right. but I, but no I was Jalen feeling no Jalen pretty, Hurts, probably too. not. Like, I was feeling pretty good. I'm not going to lie. And now I'm like, I mean, it. It should be okay because the Giants really have nothing to play for, and I think the line indicates that the Giants don't plan on putting a lot into this game. You notice that the line's like 14, you know? Yeah, it's ridiculous. And so regardless of what the Cowboys do, if the Eagles just take care of business, the Eagles, my bet, will cash it. Right, they'll get significant winnings that I yeah. was like that like a month ago. Yeah, I was like, I feel good. Yeah, you were feeling well, really I, good about Not that I planned. I, I, right. I I know better, but I was like, oh, this, I feel pretty good. Like, this is, I'm in a good spot on this. And I'm like, geez, I didn't think this was going to come down to the last week. When they were up 10 in Dallas, yeah. uh, you know, then I really felt good. I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe this so, is coming down to it. But, but now, now that Justin Fields isn't playing. Yeah. I, yeah, I want to talk to you about like his season right. after one. I want to, I, I will talk about that later on, but I'm talking about my other areas of focus now for, for this, this weekend. weekend. Jacksonville, it, getting yeah, back well, to the playoffs. If they win, then they're in. They win the division. 
I think Meller made a good point yesterday. He said it during crosstalk, and then he said it during Waddle and Sylvie. Uh, Meller's in for Sylvie this week, because Sylvie's on vacation with the fam. He'll be back on Monday. Um, I mean, was the league just so scared of Josh Dobbs, you know, in Tennessee, Jacksonville, that they that they were like, we can't possibly make that the last game of our season? Because it does seem to make more sense, because that's a true winner-take-all game, regardless of any other outcome this weekend. If the Seahawks win Sunday afternoon, like, what does Detroit really have to play for in Lambeau? I mean, nothing. Yeah. It's not a winner-take-all game. You know what I mean? Like, yes, I do if know Detroit stuns Green Bay, that would be something, and Sylvie will love it, and I think most Bear fans will love it. But Detroit doesn't go to the playoffs. Last year, do you remember the last game of the year? The winner-take-all scenario? It was the Chargers. Oh, Indianapolis Colts. No, no, no. no well, that, was, that was a day Colts, game. Colts-Jags was, was the day game. Yeah, Chargers who? Chargers and, uh, Raiders? and, and Raiders. And then for the tie, if you get the tie, exactly. they both teams qualified. Yes. And then he blew it. They the went to overtime. Coach, remember? Right. Yes. They went to overtime, and they still kind of botched it, and the Raiders ended up winning the game in overtime and ended up winning that last spot. So the league got a great game. It got what it wanted. I think they were just so scared of, like, wait, we can't possibly put Titans-Jags as our last game of the year with Josh Dobbs starting and Tennessee being 7-9 and nine and the Jags being 8-8. Eight and eight. We're like, we're, we're not doing that. We're putting – we don't care. We're putting Aaron Rodgers in prime time. In the last game, and I think they just hope that the Seahawks lose, right? And if the Seahawks lose, then then, then it's a winner-take-all scenario. There you go. Which would be pretty awesome for Sunday night. That would be a great Sunday night game. Are the Seahawks going to lose at home to the Rams as a near-touchdown favorite? I don't think the Rams are doing much of anything. I don't think Who's they are quarterbacking? Either. Who's playing Baker, on the defensive right? line? They've got nobody left playing for them anymore. No. Everybody's hurt. You knew the day of reckoning was eventually going to come. Uh, it's coming, York. We talked to Les Snead, and Les Snead, you know, he was happy. Yes, he was. He was happy, wasn't he? Well, yeah. He felt great about himself. They haven't had Aaron Donald for a long time. Oh, it's been weeks, right? A- and now your problem is, do you worry about Aaron Donald as you gave him the big money? Yes, you did. And oh, congratulations. And he's what, 31, 30? Right? He's done enough to be a Hall of Famer. At 100%. There's a guy who's no a Hall of Famer. Okay? No Come on. The J.J. Watt Hall of Famer. <laughs> there are guys that on the first bout will go into the Hall of Fame. Amen. Those are the individuals. Amen, brother. When they debate to me about 12 different like wide receivers, and then Jimmy Smith and Keenan McCardle I looked up the other day. Remember I said there's like seven in the final 25, seven wide receivers whose stats are almost identical. Mm-hmm. Almost identical. And then you get down to another level, and that's where my guys Jimmy Smith and Keenan McCardle are. And even though Jimmy was like a five-time All-Pro. Mm. Oh, was he yeah, really? Oh, All-Pro oh, five times? Yeah, Jimmy was Jimmy was. You sure not just a, a five-time pro bowler? Take, take, take a look at him. Take a look at him, Carm. But no, that, that's what I'm talking about. But Aaron Donald, yes, easy. Those are easy gets. Those, those aren't complicated. That's a guy that when you see his name, absolutely, you're not even thinking twice about it. Not even thinking twice. Everybody. Jimmy was a five-time pro bowler. Oh, pro bowler. Never yes. an all-pro. Never an all-pro. Thank you. Five-time pro bowler. But a phenomenal player. Yeah. I, I, but not good enough. I'm sorry. I love him. Yes. I love him. I look at Freddie Taylor, too. Yeah, okay? probably you know, not good enough, My right? teammate, I love Freddie Taylor. Of course. Great player. You know, fantastic player. But, uh, <laughs> you know, probably just, short. just, yeah, a little bit yeah. short, you know? Aaron Donald's an O'Brien. Aaron Donald's actually next year's age 32 season. So yeah. 
He'll be 32 in the spring uh, in a few months here. Does he have 100 sacks already in his career? Aaron Donald does have He has 103 on the in nose. In how many games? In 138 starts. Yeah. I'm sorry, 138 games, 134 starts. Yeah. It's pretty remarkable. It's pretty damn good. And a, he had uh, 20 are you ready? in one year. 20 in one uh, year. A four-time Defensive Player of the Year. Has yeah. there ever been a four-time Defensive Player of the Year? Uh, maybe. Why don't you guys have three? Like, JJ's got three. Uh, I think LT has three. LT Lawrence Taylor has three. Has there ever been a four-time? It's hard to be that exceptional for that long a period of time. It's, like, freaky. It is. And it, the Bears missed him by one pick, Yurko. Uh Let's talk about Fields's year a little bit now that it is officially over. Um, if you're a Bears fan, are you happy with the decision? Are you mad? We'll uh, entertain both opinions and both uh, sets of phone calls. Ring us up and let us know. 312-332-3776. A couple other things during the 1 o'clock hour. White Sox officially announcing Benintendi. I do want to touch on that for a minute. There was more, I think, important news that we sort of thought was coming that did come out of Rick Hahn's press conference uh, earlier today. So we'll discuss that during the 1 o'clock free hour. Free churros? We're, now free churros. We're back in two minutes. <laughs>